This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 204. This is the G Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. We are back in the building, man. I'm Tommy B. And each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping out tea from the one and only Tanya B. And Talib Shabazz is back, man, with this week's news. And among the topics, man, we'll talk about police, man, still behaving badly. Young man tased in handcuffs in Alabama, and it goes viral, not just to the U.S., but goes viral to the world. Uh, Tanya B. has your tea. She'll give you some updates on what's going on with Puff. And uh, I'll give you my review of the uh, biographical film from Barack and Michelle Obama's new production company. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called Rustin. So we'll uh, give, dive into that. So let's go ahead and get it started with news from Syracuse, Mike. Mike, what you got, man? News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse, Mike. During a special session Tuesday, state legislators approved a new political map for Georgia. The vote along party lines. Lawmakers approved maps that will likely keep both the state Senate and the House under the control of Republicans, sending those maps to Governor Brian Kemp for his signature. Democrats called the plan for the new state map sinister, saying it did not do enough to enhance black opportunities in the 10 districts found to be illegal. Democrat and Senate Minority Leader Gloria Butler believes Judge Steve Jones won't approve this map. I don't know that they would put it in our hands again since we don't seem to get it right. But Republican State Senator Bo Hatchett said they did what the judge asked them to do. A lot of time, energy, and effort was put into making sure this complied with the judge's orders. State Senate lawmakers also approved a map that maintains Republicans' 9-5 to advantage in the U.S. House. By the way, several Democrats believe a special master will eventually be brought in to draw the state's political map. Oscar-winning actor Jamie Foxx made his first major public appearance since being hospitalized earlier this year. He was at the Critics' Choice Association celebration event in Los Angeles Monday night. While he didn't give details about what was repeatedly referred to at the time as a medical complication, Fox did admit that he couldn't walk and that now he has a new respect for life. At least three people were killed and one person was in critical condition as of last night after a shooting on the University of Nevada campus. This was the response on campus Wednesday after the incident. University Police Services President Adam Garcia. The entire Nevada system of higher education in Southern Nevada, campuses are all closed out of an abundance of caution. There is no threat to any other campus, but we are doing this out of an abundance of caution. Police say the gunman is also dead. Kevin McCarthy says he's done. The former Speaker of the House announced in a Wall Street Journal op-ed piece that he will not seek re-election and is leaving Congress. McCarthy says he will stay involved in Republican politics. Sean Diddy Combs is facing yet another accusation of rape and sex trafficking in a new lawsuit filed this week. It's the fourth legal action against him. The unnamed accuser alleges that Combs and two others gang raped her when she was 17 and still in high school. Norman Lear, who changed network television in a dramatic way, has died at the age of 101. He created or produced and wrote some of TV's most memorable sitcoms of the 70s and 80s including All in the Family, Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, Maud, and Different Strokes. He was such an iconic figure in television that all of the major broadcast networks aired what they called an on-air-in-memoriam card for Lear. It appeared at the same time Wednesday night in primetime on CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, and The CW. 
We have learned more about the gunman who killed three people and wounded a fourth on the University of Nevada, Las Vegas campus. Law enforcement officials say Anthony Polito had applied for a job at the school but was not hired. The unemployed professor was fatally shot by police following a confrontation outside the university. Law enforcement officials say the job application for a UNLV professor opening was from 2020. It's not clear if that rejection was a motive for the shooting. Hunter Biden has been indicted by California federal grand jury. He faces nine charges, including three felonies for failing to pay his taxes, underreporting his income, and exaggerating his expenses on tax returns between 2016 and 2019. The announcement came months after a plea deal over tax and gun charges fell apart. The president's son could face two criminal trials before his father runs for re-election against Donald Trump, who has his own legal problem. Thanks for the headlines, Mike. Yeah, we are. Are here, man. Episode 204, Tommy B and the one and only Talib Shabazz. Hey. Yes, yes. What's happening? What it is, Talib, man. Glad to be back, brother. Glad to be back. Thank you, man. It's the holiday season. I love the holidays, man. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, kind of hem and haw sometimes about the holidays. But, you know, I, I guess it was the way I grew up in the ATL, man. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just used to the festivities. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing yeah. back to the pink pig and you know, so you know, it's yeah, part the of, light part of the of, tree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Part of the culture for me, man. I got to have it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, each week, uh, you know, we do the news and politics, man. And uh, I want to just thank Mike uh, Roberts, man, down there in middle Georgia for providing his headlines every week, man. I, let me give him his applause. You know, as we, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, especially as we approach the end of the year, I got to say thanks to Mike, man. He, you know, there's so much going on, man. He he managed manages to capture just about everything out there. So, uh, just real quick, and and I'm not going to really deal in depth with. The, the, the titles I'm going to mention or the, the hot topics, but uh, the Georgia maps are, you know, as the Georgia Democrats like to call them, sinister. But, sinister. But I, I have to ask, man, since they're so sinister, why are y'all not being as aggressive about, you know, it just, it just seems to me they're not as aggressive considering what's at stake. Now, they're making an assumption that these Maps going to go back to the judge, the federal judge, and they're not going to not going to agree with the Republicans on the changes mm-hmm. because the Republicans are playing like lawyers. You know, many of them are, you know, you can always make adjustments for what's being asked. Doesn't mean it's right. But, right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when it, when they go back, they're making an assumption that the judge will disagree and yeah, actually assign a special master right. and take them out of the mix. But what if that doesn't happen? And the judge says, okay, cool. Because what, what I'm seeing to leave is Gwinnett County is going to get screwed. Gwinnett. Oh, yes. The city of Gwinnett, all that area is going to get screwed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. any quick thoughts on that that you have in this process, um, man? Really, just the just the fact that the Democrats, once again, are very milk toast. Uh, in in terms of their response, if if we know that you know certain things are not going to look good for us, I just don't, you know when I say us, and I use the term us very loosely, mm-hmm. um, but you know they just don't seem to be very motivated to move in the direction that the people want them to. 
Yeah. And I really don't understand why at this point with so much at stake, you know, I mean, the what is it? The the majority right now is like nine to five. Yeah. Nine in to terms five. of Republicans to Democrats here in Georgia yeah. for the yeah. House of Representatives. Yeah. So why would you not try to get something that at least gives us a seven seven? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, not yeah. The, the if not the majority. So I really, you know, again, I'm not really. I don't. I don't identify with Democrats. I mm-hmm. identify as more of an independent with the people, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. it's so, tough. But, you know, it's tough too because as I as I watched the news this week and I watched mm-hmm. the coverage of this, you know, because I come from Texas. You know, I mean, I, I mean, well, not from, but I spent seven right. years out in tech in Texas in yeah. Dallas. And and for for my friends from Dallas and Fort Worth, and he spent some, yeah, I think he did some jail time. John Wiley Price was one, one of the guys mm-hmm. out there, and he was more you know the city of Dallas. But that dude made noise. I mean, when when stuff didn't go right, even right. if he couldn't get anybody else to go protest, he out, he's out there with biker shorts. <laughs> <laughs> And a tank top. You know what I'm saying? Walking well, around nice. with it's a ticket sign. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it's just like, the, I, I, you know, the, the civility sometimes. It's good to be civil. I yes. agree. But sometimes you just got to let them know, you know? Right. And, and this is not one of those times to be passive. But we'll see how no. it works out. Hopefully, maybe they know something we don't. Right. So hopefully they know something we don't. So we'll see. Uh, Jamie Foxx, real quick, and I know Tanya B is going to talk about this, but good to see him back walking, talking. Yes. Um, you know, and and uh, definitely more respectful for life yeah. at this point. For sure. Uh, another mass shooting, uh, this time UNLV, uh, disgruntled applicant. And, and you know, as long as you know who's in office, well, as long as you know who has the House and the Senate, Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen. There's nothing that's going to change. No, you know, and it's funny. At least the I house. Used to, we have the Senate. Yeah. I mean, Dems right. have the Senate, not we. Excuse me, right. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, man, I used to live right up the street from UNLV. Wow, right there on Maryland Avenue, and yeah. um, to know that, and you know, just like most colleges. You know, UNLV is right smack in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Mm. So just to know that on campus, which is, you know, two blocks, two blocks basically from the strip, you know, that there's an active shooter on site. And Vegas just went through, you know, a couple of years back, the mass shooter at the country show. I mean, you know, this is. Come on, guys. Can we use just a little bit of common sense? Uh, excuse me. I don't know. I'm sorry. Common no. sense. I wanted to say common sense, but <laughs> guys, can't we just think about this a little bit and apply yeah. some basic truths yeah. to the, these scenarios? This this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting tired of hearing. I'm getting tired of reporting yeah, about mass too. shootings. You, you think, I mean, as long as I've been doing this podcast, We've we've had to do, unfortunately, almost one a month. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about I, I go back to 2015, 2016 in wow. some cases. I'm not saying I mean, there's always one. And keep in mind, uh, you know, that when it comes down to this particular mass shooting, there was a bill apparently mm-hmm. that was attempted to pass even this week that was. Turn, uh, and, and I thought it was a good bill because it was more of 
an assault weapons ban. Okay, mm-hmm. and, I, and I thought it was fair, very, you know, very liberal in terms of uh, giving gun owners the opportunity to protect themselves. But I, I'll tell you, Tlaib, you know, this is not about um, hunting or sport or even protection. You know, I really think this is about a lot of these survivalists, um, a lot of these, um, you know, the, the 1776 type people with that mentality. They're preparing for war. Yeah. The militia groups. Militia groups. Uh, You know, I think that I think it has more to do. It's it's funny because I'm watching Fargo, right? Because I love Fargo. (laughs) That That is a really good show. (laughs) This year they're dealing with this, right? Okay. So, you know, she goes, well, I'm not going to go into this scenario. You can watch it if you want. But Mm -hmm. part of uh, one of the uh, scenes is them going into a gun store to buy guns. And there's a waiting period. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's going in there, this little petite white lady asking for these guns that look like elephant guns. You know what I mean? (laughs) Every aspect of it. So I'm just saying this survivalist mentality is out there. The militia group Mm -hmm. mentality. I think they're doing it for these militia groups. I don't it has nothing to do with sport. It has nothing to do with gun enthusiasts. This is all about the militia groups preparing for takeover. More, more more, so than what I, I mean, I, I really do think that that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, Second Amendment. No, this is about militia. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree at all. I mean, like I said, me. if you man, disagree, is, y'all, is, feel free to go to castropolis.net. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the people. Right. And just, just a couple of more quick things. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, I, I do want to ask you about this tasing because, um, you know, Atlanta's mm-hmm. going through the tasing situation. Fortunately, this young man in Alabama, you know, is, is still around to talk about it. Um, But the, you know, Kevin McCarthy's done at the end of the year. Um, Diddy has a fourth situation against him. Uh, Norman Lear dead at 101, um, you know, lived it. Man, if only I only I can only hope to to hit a hundred plus. Right. And then Hunter Biden, nine short charges in California. Here we go again. Um, Right. And and his charges, his trials tend to be or look like they're going to be before the 2024 election. So that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, but one thing, man, I do want to address this, man, and, and Mike didn't get to it, the tasing that happened to the 24-year-old mm-hmm. uh, on the side of the road changing his tire. And this happened in Alabama. Uh, I want to play the audio of it, and and it's disturbing. I will give you a heads up if you want to, you know, fast forward past it. Not too much, just a little bit. Uh, but but here we go. I, I, I want to play this and just kind of get an idea of the distress this young man was dealing with. Here we go. Right there on the front of the car. Straight street. I don't got. I ain't doing shit. But I got gun right there. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm saying what you saying. Oh yeah, for I'm not. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Oh down, down. Oh my fuck. Oh my god. You want it again? No, man. You was big and bad. Such a. She should have been fired on the spot. I mean, on the spot. You know, unfortunately, the video was a third party video. And. You know, of course, I mean, and, and, and you know, I, I don't go to the local, the U.S. news. I look at the U.K. because <laughs> mm. it's an international it's an international story. 
So I step out of the country wow. when I look because they give a broader perspective, mm-hmm. you know, on it versus trying to hide facts. The sure. UK. So I looked at the Daily Mail in the UK. Um, Officer Dana Elmore uh, was seen on camera swearing. That's why you hear the audio drops right. because they dropped that out for their audience. Swearing and tasing Michael Washington, 24 year old, uh, with a stun gun, uh, you know, while he was cuffed on December 2nd. So the guy's cuffed, he's on the car. And, uh, you know, Washington said uh, basically in an interview with an Alabama news station that he's really traumatized. And he had friends who were police officers and he had respect for police officers because he knew people who did the work. But he said he doesn't know how to feel about police going forward. And, you know, 24 year old kid, he's a kid. Okay, Um, he said he did not he did not even know what he was being charged with when they arrested him. Um, but basically yeah. they said it was fentanyl trafficking. They, I mean, they tested it. It wasn't whatever you had wasn't fentanyl. One, mm-hmm. he, he had a permit to carry the gun he had because she pulled the gun out on the video and mm-hmm. all the charges have been dropped. I think there's a lawsuit currently uh, in play that he is uh, with his, he is and his, he and his attorney. Um, uh, have filed the lawsuit against the uh, police department and it's in the millions. So, you know, Talib, what are your thoughts, man? When you when you saw it, when you heard it, what are your thoughts? Uh, It's disgusting. Truly, it's disgusting, you know, to to see this gentleman who was not resisting arrest, not putting up any kind of, you know, struggle or anything like that was definitely in handcuffs when the police officer is standing behind him with the stun gun in his back. You know, and she's shut your bitch ass up. Mm-hmm. What? Like, yeah. this is somebody, you know, again, man, these uh, police officers do, uh, what is it? Police officers acting badly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just one more incident where this is, I mean, you know, look, I can understand if the dude was being disrespectful, hmm. calling the lady out of her name, you know, then, yeah, you know, as a, as a, just as an individual, I could yeah. understand what, what would bring the aggression out of the police officer to make her say something like, shut your bitch ass up. Yeah. But to see that this guy is like, Hey, what am I doing here? You know, who's who it's not a traffic stop. And he's being asked for ID because he's under his car trying to fix the tire. Come on, y'all. What are, what are we really doing? You yeah. know, these police officers, you know, listen, I know that they're, you know, not every police officer is a bad guy, but no, no guys, there are too many that. bad apples in your bunch. You know, it's spoiling it for you. Y'all are going to have to do better. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think um, and, and I mentioned this one because. We're dealing. I mean, the city of Atlanta is dealing with a situation where uh, an elderly gen- gentleman, he's you know, mm-hmm. a church deacon, basically was pulled right. over, and he didn't want to comply uh, because he disagreed. It was a traffic stop, basic traffic stop. He disagreed. Um, there was a. I guess they were going to go ahead and arrest him, and and the tow truck was there. The tow truck driver got involved and and basically held him down while they tased him, and this. Gentleman, if you're not familiar with the story, you can take you can take a look look it up. Uh, he died 
So his yeah. family is is uh, basically taking legal action against the city, against the uh, the tow truck company. Needs to. Um, and the tow truck comp the the driver was on camera bragging about the fact that he was. He, it was almost like a George Floyd situation. He had yeah. his foot, his knee, his leg on the guys. This elderly, what was it sixty two, sixty three? I was elderly, but you know he's up there. Uh, so anything can happen. You don't know if these guys have heart conditions, you know, or or anything that you may right. not know about. Um, yeah, it was it was just the videos out there, yeah. you know. And my 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 point is, this hurts when you take a look at the fact that we don't have a George Floyd policing bill currently. Mm-hmm. So if if the Democrats are like, why is it that black? Uh, black support is waning. This is why. Yeah, come <laughs> on, y'all aren't, y'all aren't doing anything yes. about these problems. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, this everybody, is, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, but go it's ahead. just go a total. Ahead. You know, for real. For, uh, I mean, it's it's a total disregard for life. Mm-hmm. And well, for yes. somebody who is there to protect and serve, you expect better. Yeah. So, so when I look at the fact that these videos are out there, uh, they're high profile, not only are they national, but they are international. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These right. are all over the world. So the world is looking at you. The world was looking at you post George Floyd. Yes. So when you ask why is black support waning in the polls, this is why. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why, because you, I understand, hey, we're going we're working on inflation. We're working on everything that can help the general public that will also help you black people to understand right. that. But this is something specific to the community. And, and nobody's asking to do away with the police. That that right. that whole, you know, what defund that that's yeah, not we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about doing something that will regulate behavior and hold them accountable. Um, You know, uh, required immunity, um, you know, it's not working. You know, giving them the opportunity to police themselves is not working. It ain't working. (laughs) They can't, apparently, obviously they can't do it. No. So, you know, just another scenario, man. Um, You know, I'd love everybody's thoughts or you know listen if you listen to the podcast i get it we have officer ronnie on the show uh you know he comes on we talk about the fulton county jail you know i respect what what those guys do man it's not an easy job because you know we out there in the streets man it's some knuckleheads i mean some folks just need to go (laughs) they need to be you know in order you know that's just the way it is but when you've got people like this you're absolutely right to leave they make it one bad apple just makes the whole bunch horrible yeah so yeah, yeah. Hey man, what you got, man? You got you got you got you got anything? Go ahead. I'll well, let you yeah, go. I got um one thing I did want to say too. Um, I was reading a, a story that was talking about um a Texas woman who was uh because of the condition that her she's finding herself in, she's pregnant, and they they determined that the child is going to be born with, I forget what the disease is, Mm -hmm. but she got the special exception through the Texas law to get an abortion. And now the attorney general of Texas 
is putting trying to put a kibosh on it, yeah. stating that you know that uh, you know this this is this there has been no special um, exception proven, and his argument is that the judge who gave the exception is not a doctor. So, you know, it's just more hypocrisy. Um, I think that, you know, in a situation like this, that is the the reason why exceptions were given was life threatening. It's showing it's shown that this is a 30 year old Caucasian woman who, if she carries this child to full, if she carries the fetus to full term, will not will that it will be uh, jeopardizing her future fertility. As well as a, the the disease that the child is suffering from is not going to live. That that's that's the whole thing about this, this disorder. It, yeah. The child is not going to live. So why are we going back and forth still when the exception is clearly in the law? Yeah. You know, it's just a hypocrisy. You got people who are trying to um, trying to institute these rules. Or, or in, in this case, who were trying to say that the rules are not uh, given by a medical professional, so we shouldn't accept them. But the abortion law was not given by by medical professionals. Yeah, you're taking right. the, you're, they've taken the, uh, the 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 decision making ability away from doctors. Hmm. You know, so, you know, that's I, I did want to talk about that earlier. Just, you know, look, guys, we we, we got to do better. These are your these are the people who you've put in place. Attorney yeah, you know, General is not somebody yeah. who's just selected. Yeah. They run for office. They run for these positions. You, yeah. you, we got to get these folks out of there. Texas, you know? man, it's almost like Handmaiden's Tale. You know, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. a lot of these states, if, if you know, if anybody's familiar with the the concept i mean handmaid's tale that's what it looks like it's going back that's what they want it's like this is what we want we want control we want total control over the women exactly exactly and and, and just real quick because i know you got a story about this Mm -hmm. do you know do you know they're trying to pass a law where if you visit porn sites in texas you have to have your your photo uploaded What to a database? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. now, so now it's not bad enough that the ISP can see that I'm watching porn, but now you need a photo of me. Hey, as well? want, hey they're about to pass. A, I mean, I, I didn't get all of it, but there's a law out there in Texas. Texas Come is on, something Texas. else, bro. Texas, y'all are not Florida. Stop this. Hey, Texas. <laughs> Florida is trying to beat Texas. <laughs> That's how bad it is. What else you got? Man? Uh, what else you got? What else? You right, got something so, else? Yeah, um, this one I we we could put we could file in the uh, news of the weird. Hmm. But uh, TMZ has reported that a cop has been arrested for attacking a sex shop worker who was pissed. That his wife wanted bigger toys, big toys. Damn. So apparently in Oklahoma, um, they're saying that size does matter. Let me give it. Let me give it to him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so the, the police officer goes with his wife to um, to a sex shop because he's going to. There, she's purchasing a new toy and got annoyed that the the, the toy that she wanted was bigger than his own member. 
Oh my! So God. he starts an argument inside of the store. Um, he goes to try and backhand his wife. The worker steps in between them, gets beat up. The guy leaves the shop in a Bentley. Now, mm. convertible right. Bentley, the police the officer. Yes. Mm. Mm. And gets pulled over for speeding. Mm. As the police officer who got him for speeding is about to let him go, they get the call that this guy has, has you know, assaulted someone and that's how he got arrested. Let me give it. Let me give it. <laughs> <laughs> So again, police oh my police behaving badly. This, come on, y'all. This has got to stop. Yeah, come on. That is that and that's is, your excuse. You want to say, "Hey, yeah. man, don't stop me. I'm a police officer." Well, like, you're not supposed again, to mean anything. It, it gets back to you know, can we really allow them to police themselves? No, you know, it's all it's 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 almost. I'm sorry. It's almost like the NCAA and what's going on with, <laughs> with you know, with the with the final four. It's like sometimes people, you know what I mean? You just got to bring in, I, yeah. I guess, to take a little bit from George, you got you got to bring in the special master. Special, right. <laughs> we need a special master on this one. Yes. Yes. Love your thoughts, y'all. Go to castropolis.net. Uh, love your thoughts. Uh, hit the people poll. And um, leave us a voice message. I'm still waiting on you, Lenny. Still waiting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play back the best. I think Lenny, Lenny sent that response out. Lenny heard everybody. He's like, oh, really? let me get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, Lenny, yes, yes. Lenny, Lenny, Lenny right. Kravitz is Lenny like, Kravitz, yes. what have I done? Man, let me get out of here. Right. Actually, before we wrap, man, let people know about the uh, exhibit one more time. Sure, man. sure. So, in in celebration of fifty years of hip hop, and um, at the time, at you know, uh, Hip Hop History Month, uh, Earwax Records, the former Earwax Records and Tape Store, um, we put together an art exhibit um, to celebrate. Um, this 50 years from the perspective of the record store. Um, the exhibit has now been extended by Emory. So we have another month, January 7th. Uh, this will be going on until. So it gives everybody another opportunity to come out and check out the scenes, you know, see yourself in some of these pictures, listen to some of the music and the mixtapes and, you know, just to see some of the videos and stuff that we've got. I mean, the, the exhibit is incredible. And nice. we've also been told that the amount of traffic that we've had since the beginning of this exhibit is more than this gallery has received over the last nine months, 10 months. Good so, stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. So, you know, it just goes to show, man, you know, that yeah. presented in the proper manner, yeah. you know, this, this is, a, this, it's a benefit to the community. Yeah. So true. Congrats to you and jazz, man. Good, good work. Appreciate that, man. For glad, real. Glad, glad your legacy's, you know, being, being, uh, uh, acknowledged appropriately. Indeed. Good stuff. Uh, thanks to the newsmaker crew again, Talib Shabazz. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Let's go ahead. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back with the tea with Tanya B. Preach, preach, damn man, appreciate you. I can't even say it now. <laughs> Texas, hey, hey, Texas got me messed up, man. <laughs> Texas, man. <laughs> damn Texas. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Right, um, yeah, be man, right back. I know. Peace. More. This is the G Podcast after the break. 
It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Yes, 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 children. It's time for tea with your girl, Tanya B. This is how we do it. We're about to sip that GT right here inside. This is a G podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe and keep up with everything we got going on here. That's all I got to say. Let's just get right to it. Let's go down to the 5,000 Black Baptist Church altars in Atlanta and points north and south and say rest in peace to Ellen Holly, the groundbreaking actress from One Life to Live. She was one of the first, if not the first, uh, African-American female to have a lead role in a soap opera. Age 92 years young, she will be missed. Actor Ryan O'Neill, more known for acting in all the trauma in his family. He's the ex-husband of the late Farrah Fawcett, and uh, he passed away at age 82. Most people know him from Love Story in the 60s, maybe Paper Moon in the 70s or so. And he made movies with, with um, what's her name, Barbara Streisand, a whole bunch of people. Yeah, anyway. Also, we want to say uh, rest in peace to the iconic TV producer, Norman Lear, at the age of 101. 101. Good God, what a life. He gave us good times to Jefferson, Stanford and Son, Facts of Life, and so many more. Touched on a lot of topics, Tommy B, that were taboo in the 70s. Maybe not so much now. Also say rest in peace to the second generation of the legendary intruders, singer Glenn Montgomery. If you really don't know the group, you know, I'll always love my mama. Everybody know that song. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying also rest in peace. And I'm just sending up prayers of, of strength and power and positivity to Oscar winner, Forrest Whitaker, his ex-wife, Keisha Nash Whitaker passed away at the young age of 51 from a long time battle with an eating disorder. They leave, uh, they had children separately and together, but she will be missed. And, uh, Every child misses their mama. All right, Jamie Foxx finally came out in public, very tearfully accepting an award early this week, still not admitting his stroke. But when somebody says it took me six weeks, I'm sorry, six months to learn how to walk again, you know something was going on. Something going on at the trial of Jonathan Majors is not looking too good. We got to lay him on the altar. Megan Good got some good news. Her show, Harlem on Amazon Prime, has been renewed for season three. Might be just in time for when his checks run out. Also, in more crime news, Rohan Marley is in trouble again. He is the married baby daddy of Lauren Hill's children. He may be going to jail. He lost a $15 million accident liability lawsuit, never paid a penny. Woohoo! He may miss the premiere of the Bob Marley story, which uh, is the story of his dad. That hits the big screen in less than 60 days. Kodak Black, good God, he back in jail to arrested for drug possession. After the cops found him asleep at the wheel of his Bentley, he tried to eat the evidence and say he was taking a pain pill. But he also is going to be in pain because he has violated his probation. Singer Monica in the news again saying her heart has been broken yet again. She started dating the incarcerated rapper C. Murder, the brother of Master P, who's in jail for life. And she was trying to get him out. But guess what? Tommy B. He was cheating on her from inside the jail. Mm-hmm. Monica, you've been played like a $2 flute girl. Hopefully she'll make better choices with the men she picks to have in her life. And hopefully she'll find happiness sooner than later. Well, primetime coach Deion Sanders and Babyface's ex-wife Tracy Edmonds have split up after a 12-year engagement. Mm, I wouldn't wait that long. They actually split up some months ago back in the summer. Allegedly, she's claiming she did not fit into his life because it was based around nothing but football and his children. 
But word from the curb is he was cheating in the next room, creeping with a 20-year-old fitness model. They claim they will stay friends and Tracy going to be okay. Now, if you didn't see Usher in Las Vegas, fret not. After the Super Bowl, he'll be back in residency again before he hits the road for his world tour. Atlanta rapper 2 Chains, also, I call him the Atlanta AARP rapper, catch that T. He was involved in a pretty bad three-car crash. He was hit by a car in Miami while um, attending Art Basel in Miami, allegedly. But he was really leaving a strip club called The Booby Trap. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital. I hear he uh, will be out probably by the time you hear my voice. TJ Holmes and Amy Roebuck got a job hosting a podcast and their exes are reportedly dating and have been dating for the last six months to that. I just say rebunt, rebunt, rebound, stunt. That's what a rebunt is. Rebound, stunt. Dot com. Anybody care? Not me. More allegations again this week against Sean Diddy Combs. I uh, hear he's fled to London, England, where he's very depressed and on suicide watch by some friends who are concerned about him. Of course, he's denying any and all uh, allegations. But when you have young girls who are under the age of legal consent. Hello, R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. But let me say this to you, Tommy B. Do you remember? And I think we talked about this. And I remember because I was up there when Wendy Williams started spilling Puffy's tea back in the 90s. He had the power back then to get her fired and run out of New York. But who's laughing now? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Terrence Howard is suing his former uh, talent agency, creative artist agency, claiming he did not get the money he should have gotten as the lead actor in Empire. He produced some of the segments and he didn't get his money and now he wants his coin. One thing I'm ready for in 2024 is the Luther Vandross documentary. It's already been screened at Sundance. The estate of the Vandross family of Luther and uh, his best friends uh, are involved in it. One of them is a um, friend to, I guess, our podcast, Fonzie Thornton. Another producer, Jamie Foxx. So um, come January, you will hear a whole lot more about this. That's all I got. Ain't got no more, y'all. This is how we do it each and every Sunday. We sip the GT right here inside This Is The G Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rock with us. And don't forget the bird wire is still on the Castropolis Podcast Network on demand. Go to Castropolis.net and have a wonderful and safe week. <laughs> Back to you, Tommy B. What you watching this week, Tommy B? We're diving into the powerful film Rustin, a biographical drama that tells the story of civil rights activist Bayard Rustin. Rustin boasts an incredible cast, including Coleman Domingo as the charismatic leader himself, Chris Rock as NAACP president Roy Wilkins, and Glenn Turman as A. Philip Randolph. And not just to name a few. It's produced by Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's Higher Ground Productions and directed by the very talented George Wolf. And I was blown away by the film's performances, uh, especially like Chris Rock and Glenn Turman. They were very powerful in this film. Domingo delivers a whirlwind portrayal of Rustin, capturing his passion, intelligence, and the resilience. Uh, the film expertly navigates Rustin's challenges, highlighting his crucial role in organizing the historic March on Washington in 1963, which drew over 250,000 participants. Rustin does not shy away from the complexities of the lead character, nor does it avoid those within the civil rights movement, showcasing the different perspectives at times and the disagreements between various organizations. This nuanced approach added depth and realism to the story. Overall, Rustin is an essential watch for anyone interested in just a great story, history, 
social justice and the power of nonviolent activism. It's a well-crafted film with outstanding performances that sheds light on an often overlooked figure who played a critical role in American history. Rustin is streaming on Netflix. Be sure to check it out. Let me know your thoughts. Go to the People Poll at castropolis.net. Thanks to Syracuse Mike, uh, Tanya B. Vi, Talib, author and political analyst Harold Michael Harvey. Don't forget, y'all get the book at HaroldMichaelHarvey.com. Thanks to the crew, man, Millennial Nick, Lady J, Regia, music by K-Dub, all those who help us make it each and every week. Don't forget, Sundays at 6 p.m., you can stream us first. All of our links are on social media or just go to castdropolis.net. Don't forget... Share us with friends, y'all. Don't cost you nothing. And uh, the big PSA for this week, you probably heard the story about the young woman caught dousing uh, Dr. King's birth home in the ATL with gas, attempting to burn it down. Uh, she was arrested and is under psychiatric care. Uh, what you probably don't know is that she's a former vet and she's suffering from mental health issues and her family had been attempting to find her for days. Uh, let's hope she gets the help she needs and let's pray for our vets out there and let's hope all our vets get help. Uh, a reminder, y'all, don't forget our 200th episode Long Sleep Tea is available at castropolis.net. All proceeds go to the podcast and don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications for the daily each day. And check us out. Uh, the holidays are upon us. Um, some of you have already taken holidays. Some of you have you know, taken the rest of the year off. So as you travel, make sure you share the podcast with family and friends. With that, episode 204 is in the can, y'all. Have a great week. Peace and power to the people. You've been listening to This is the G Podcast. And this is the G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.